Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. And you know what? I feel like the morale is a little bit down right yeah. now. Like, we're at a, we want to be at at least a 95. Yeah. And we're at like a, a 40. A 62. Yeah. Something bleak. I, so, Alexis. I think the morale is quite fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Why are you about. speaking so softly? I don't know. I the don't morale know is down if Billy, we can't hear you. Okay. Talk louder. I'm talking louder. Alexis right is going to come for a tickle. Jack said she was going to help. Did you want to explain to the listeners what your morale booster is? Yeah. Well, Billy's always like, hi. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. dude, you need to be invigorated with the uh, excitement for killing time. And then I usually like reach over. No, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. We tag teamed him. That was amazing. Yeah. And he just let it. it happen. He saw us coming. No, because I was going to block that, and then this little one comes up from behind. This is what we have to do. We have to tag team tickle. Yeah, because then he can't uh, block both. But yeah, it's because we can't have him being all like sad boy. Oh, sad boy. And I prefer uh, sad lad. Sad lad. Sad lad. Bringing uh, the energy down. Can we? No, Billy. Energy yes. up. Okay, energy is up. Okay, well, you know, nothing gets the energy up more than a sad day does. Yes. So, right. or, or a dark day. Or a dark, dark day. day, as we call it. <laughs> yes. Today is July 29th, and in 1981, this was the day that Prince Charles married Princess Diana. Wow. Now, wow. you might be asking yourself, why is this a dark day? Because mm. nearly one billion people watch this on television. One billion people. That's yes. nuts. That's one out of seven people on this earth right and now. That is crazy. Probably even less people were around back then. Yeah. And oh, this was, it was such a big deal. It was just, everybody was watching it. She had this big, long train. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of what, what mm-hmm. her train looked like. It was crazy. Well, was it so big because it was the first royal wedding that could be televised globally? Because before oh. that, they didn't have I, the technology I think, I think to it, do it? it was a little that, too. Other people had gotten married, but this is the fact that she was going to be queen, he was going to be king. They were the heirs to the throne. Wow. Yeah. So that's why he was you know, such a big deal. And she was a school teacher. She was a normie. Yeah. So They do that. Kate Middleton was, too. Mm-hmm. 
So this was a day of, it was like a fairy tale unfolding in real life. And adjusted for inflation, the wedding would cost $134 million today. <laughs> Ridiculous. But. Oh my God. Ridiculous. $134 million? Yes. I go buy 134 houses in LA yep. with that money. <laughs> yep. But. Tiny houses. There were chinks in the, in the royal armor and here's what was going on behind the scenes. Now, oh, a yeah. story later came out that Charles had got a memo from his father, Prince Philip, telling him, you should marry this woman or move on. Ooh. They had only met 13 times before they got married. That is a mind-blowing fact to me. 13 times. Wasn't he having... Didn't he have a girlfriend at the time? We are going to get to that. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. 13 times. Even if that is 13 full dates. And then your dad's like, he sends a memo. Shit are going to get off the pot. Yeah. Honestly, I appreciate appreciate that from his dad. Because honestly, men should shit or get off the pot. There is too much. In or out. (laughs) In or out. There's too much fucking bopping around with men these days. Mm -hmm. This wasn't these days. No. There used to be chivalry and and gumption. It's like, we're betrothed. I'm not going to fuck around. Yeah. 13 times, three times. Yeah. <laughs> Written in the stars. Exactly. You and me, baby. Exactly. You and me, baby. Look at Henry VIII. It worked out completely fine for us. We're all not those talking women. about Henry VIII on this podcast <laughs> anymore. And I got we, have a bunch, shamed. we have a bunch of history geniuses in our, who are listening to us. They're so they're so versed in history that they have time to listen to this bullshit podcast. I just got shamed by not knowing enough about Henry VIII, and I'm sorry. I'm just ashamed that they brought it to our attention because this is a true crime podcast. <laughs> if you want a historical pro- podcast, listen to Billy's third podcast. No, yeah, I would say, I would say that Henry VIII killing all those wives that was true crime. No, no, they'll stop and say, he only killed some of them and there were seven and there's a rhyme to tell you which ones. We don't okay. want to hear it, guys. We don't care. Don't correct us this time either. All right. <laughs> but mo- you know what we, sh- we should block Henry VIII from like our Facebook group yeah. word? Yeah. Like th- you get an automatic block if you ever talk about Henry VIII ever again. Okay. Sorry, Billy, go ahead. So, but most importantly, as Diana later famously said, there were three of us in this marriage. Ooh. And she was referring to her husband's mistress and future wife, Camilla Parker Bowles. They got married after? Mm-hmm. So after 11 years, they separated in 92. And then the, the queen says, you guys got to get divorced. Mm. So she was the one saying, should have get off the pot. So what, what do you think the settlement was? Wait, so they got divorced? Mm-hmm. I didn't even in, realize in that. I didn't know enough yes. about it. Yeah, this. and didn't he start dating Camilla like right after? Well, they were already, well, they were already together. Or, well, yeah, publicly. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. my ex-boyfriend. Why did, he, why did he even bother with... With Diana, then, if he was with Camilla before, too. I don't I mean, know. I don't know. Because he's a piece of shit and wants to have his key. Maybe, Ca- maybe Camilla wasn't, they couldn't connect her to her royal family because that's what you had to do. Because apparently, you know, they have to connect, you have to be a royal somehow. And they connected Diana. Diana was actually like a, 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 a cousin of his. Like oh. way, way back, like, like a eighth removed or something or like something? that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So what do you think the settlement was? Like what she got? What she got. Do, do you even million? get any money? All right. So keep in mind, the British royal family, at least today, is worth eighty-eight billion dollars. Eighty-eight billion. I'm going to say she got yes. five million. She got twenty-two million, mm-hmm. and we're talking right. about American dollars and six hundred k per year. She got to keep Sick. her apartment. Oh, that's amazing. She got, she got to keep the title princess. Amazing. But she relinquished any claim to the British throne. Sick. Honestly, that is the best, best deal that you could have ever wanted because you can get out of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You make six hundred thousand dollars a year forever. 
Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, but then she and like just, married this guy, got cheated on, and then the well, paparazzi killed her. Listen, we get into this. <laughs> I'm talking about if we knew nothing else about her sure. future. Oh, yeah, then that's a sweet deal. Great deal. Get two nice young boys out of it. Like, yeah, yes. kids. She had great style. And listen, they obviously didn't even fucking like each other at all to begin with if they only met each other 13 times. No. He also forgot to kiss her after the vows. <sighs> Awkward. So. See, this is a dark day, and Diana said of the wedding on July 29th, said it was the worst day of her life. She oh, said, quote, if I could write my own script, I would have my husband go away with his woman, talking about Camilla, and never come back. God. Poor thing. That's depressing. Yes. I just wonder how their sons feel about Charles. Like, Charles is a sketchball. He's a scumbag. Yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know enough about Allegedly, it. but probably. <laughs> allegedly a scumbag. Most likely, yeah. Well, we're going to get into uh, more in the weeds of Ooh. Princess Diana a little bit later. But until then, we got some bitching to do first. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Welcome to On The Stand. In this segment, each of us are bringing something to the table, a person, place, thing, or an idea, and we are either defending it or prosecuting it, and the other two vote at the end if it is guilty or not guilty, and, you know, we figure out, like, what everybody's thoughts are on it, and then, after that, we're voting on Instagram, so you better be following us on Instagram to give us your vote on all these controversial topics. So, Alexis, you go first. Okay, so I was driving the other day. Actually, it might have been... Last time I was meeting you in Venice somewhere, whenever that was. Okay. And I was driving and I, around a corner, saw a parking spot. And I'm like, okay, sweet. And then I went a little further and just beyond this van or whatever, there was a little girl. Now oh, she's like 20, maybe 40. <laughs> I don't know. 40? Who knows? She had sunglasses on and a big hat. But the thing is, is that she was standing in a parking spot. Oh. Holding it for oh. a friend who was coming. Okay. And I'm like, No. You need a car to hold a parking spot. Like, mm. so I'm putting on the stand, reserving a parking spot by standing in <laughs> with it. With your body. With your body in a city that has no parking. This is, that's a great topic. Right? Because it's like, you think you should be able to hold it, but you know. I think the vehicle needs to be there to, to have any claim over a spot. My problem is I've been on both sides of this argument. Me too. I've been the person waiting in the spot. <laughs> For far too long because, you know, the person that you're holding it for is going to be like, I'm going to be there in two minutes. Oh, oh, I'm right down the street when and they like, just left their house. Yeah. And you're like, this is totally fine. And then if you're in a busy city, there's going to be so many cars and you have to mm-hmm. turn so many cars and away fight with people. And like yes. people get so mad about parking spots. Yeah. So really the person who makes that like a bandit is the person who needs a spot, needs a spot. And it's like, and you're holding it for them and yeah. like, fuck them. They should be there on time. Yeah. That's true they're they're the ones making out like a bandit why are you covering up for some some late fucker you know who's never who's never been that person me Mm. i'm the person looking for a spot and wants it or holding it for someone no one's ever holding a spot for me (laughs) so down with that person so okay so so holding it so being the holder of the spot is guilty guilty what are your thoughts Billy? no uh, yeah the person it's not even being the holder of the spot i almost feel bad for the person that's holding the spot it's it's the person they offered it's on them yeah and they're honestly they're suffering all of the problems of the late person that should have just been there on time i should have ubered 
Or should have Uber. And you're looking you're looking down at two tons of automobile versus you as a person going, uh, sorry, I, I, I don't know. Or an angry person who just wants to get to the bar and well, there's no parking. This is what's scary, especially in California. There's been a lot of road rage incidents yeah. that have turned fatal. Yes. Sure. Like there is the incident of that like six-year-old boy that got shot well, on the freeway awful. and died. I mean, so it's like you really don't know how somebody is going to react to something, which is really terrifying at this point. That like you don't want to be the person holding mm-hmm. a spot for a friend, and then somebody yeah. is just confronting you, confronting you with a weapon. Someone like yes. me who's so angry about this <laughs> phenomenon, but yet they would escalate to violence, where I would just smile and people please and leave and be like fine and walk two miles. Some people will confront you. No, some people definitely will. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, if you're not there with your car, yeah, a a, f- a person's body cannot fill the spot. No. Yes. So, and also. Why are you so nice? Yeah, maybe Stop being so nice. Go back to the bar and have a shot, and yeah. your friend will meet up when they can meet mm-hmm. up. We're all adults if you're old enough to drink. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, voting guilty, guilty as fuck, guilty. Yeah. Oh, that is a nice topic. Well, I just experienced. I was like, this isn't fucking cool. It's really not when you think about it. Really but then not. again, I've been on all sides of it. So it's like it's, when you're the person, you have anxiety and you're standing there hoping somebody's not going to run you over. Or be too mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Run over your foot. Something shitty, shitty like that. Um, I'm going to go next. Excellent. So on the stand today are handshakes. Ew. Mm-hmm. Handshakes. Ew. Something that probably shouldn't have been there to begin with that got pretty much abolished during COVID. Mm-hmm. And now I've made at least three handshakes within recent times with people that I did not want to handshake, Mm. but I felt obligated to. Can you name these people? I'm not going (laughs) to name them, but I also didn't want to touch their... Like, it's also August. It's muggy. We don't want a sweaty palm exchange. No, no sweaty palm exchanges. And also just, I mean, in general, I... COVID, the one good thing about COVID is it made everybody hopefully a little bit better about their personal cleanliness and washing their hands and just like not being so dirty and really recognizing when things are disgusting. Sure. Mm -hmm. So touching somebody else's hand that I'm like, I don't know, you could have literally taken a shit today and not wash your hands and I could be touching your hands. Like Mm -hmm. you could have picked your nose with that finger and I could be touching your hands. There are so many things that you could have done with those hands not washed properly that I don't want on on my person. Your dog could have gotten sick in the car and you had to clean it up and not wash your hands. Like think about yep. how de- the depth you of disgust. You could have helped give birth to a baby and not, <laughs> and not wash your hands. I'm sure that's happened yes, dozens all the time. of times. All the time. <laughs> At least two dozen times. <laughs> At least two dozen times yes. since the beginning of humanity. Yeah. You know, like I don't think, I really don't think handshaking should be optional and we should have a I honestly don't mind a hug. I love hugging people now because I'm like, mm-hmm. I've missed human contact and I love a hug, but I'm not touching their nastiest part of their body. Right, you're touching a clothed part at the back where no one touches. No one touches that. No one touches your upper right shoulder no. over the clothes. No. <laughs> like, yes. I've been touched so few times there other than oh being hugged. Somebody could That's have, a safe zone. Somebody could have given a hand job to completion and not washed their hands. That's right. But you know where hand jobs never culminate on the back the upper right shoulder <laughs> <laughs> it's so true hugs are safe i don't mind personal contact mm-hmm. i want it i want to hug every person that i come in contact f- 
with to from with (laughs) i miss it but no more handshakes we should abolish them forever or if you're gonna handshake you carry two latex gloves You get and one you, you make it a thing. You make it like a thing of honor from olden times. And okay. be like, sir, I, I wish to shake your hand. And you hand them a glove and then you both pull it on all creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like you're a and creepy scientist. Snap, snap it. it. Like you're in a Blink-182 cover. <laughs> and then you can shake. You know, Actually, like make kinda, it, if yeah. you're going to lean into it and make it a thing, then practice safe yes. handshaking. Well, and then also think about where handshakes came from. The origin of handshakes was so you... You knew there wasn't a knife a, in somebody's arm. Yeah, you knew that there arm. were supposedly, yeah. Wait, can we bring that fear back? Because, like, <laughs> I had... Okay, wait. Yeah. How are people hiding knives in their arms? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there, like, a bracelet I can get? Or, like... Well, I'm sure now you could... It's probably very easy to hide a knife in an arm with all the technology we and have can now. It, like, Absolutely. Can it, like, snap out like I'm Wolverine from, yes. like, fucking... Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, this probably exists on Amazon. You could probably get it primed to your house. You in probably two days. can get it today, actually. All right, yeah. I'll look that up. While, so, uh, unless, and honestly, unless we're bringing up like the the sheath up in the elbow, sure. I mm-hmm. think that we don't need a handshake. Yeah, yes. not at all. A head nod will do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I honestly like the Howie Mandel elbow is the okay Howie for Mandel me. Howie Mandel elbow is it, it was I thought that was going to be revolutionary, and that was what we were all going to do. Yeah, it's everything. Let me tell you something. You know how we always think, oh, this is going to change everything? Everything's going to go back to normal. And honestly, even if you wash your hand after you took a shit, you're touching your phone and your Ew. phone has poop particles Guys. on it. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. She doesn't like that. I know, but <laughs> this is, it's not even toilet humor. This is just fact. This is facts. This is no, hygiene. I know. Hygiene humor. This is hygiene. Well, listen, I'm shocked. So few people try to shake my hand because I'm a woman. Like, men don't really shake my hand men mm. give me hugs which <laughs> even worse they're trying to cop a feel for yeah. sure but like no one shakes my hand i've shaken a few hands in the past well, oh did you do it like a lady with your hand all pointed no and, like let them- i here's the thing my my biggest um annoyance in life is a limp handshake so i'm like fuck the handshake they're coming in for the handshake i'm like i'm not going to give a limp one so i'm going to give a really fucking strong one and then mm-hmm. it cups so tightly that there's almost a vacuum seal <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm like getting all the germs and then like holding it really strong no. just to make sure that i'm like giving like a really really good grip it, you look right in the eye and yes. that whole time you're thinking about the afterbirth on their hands absolutely <laughs> afterbirth <laughs> yes so uh anyways handshakes guilty guilty no more out with them you know what? As I would like that though, because I give handshakes to everyone, and particularly like what you said, Alexis, because you you want you know I give handshakes to to men and women, mm. but I would like you to do? not ever do that before. <laughs> yes, women. Yes, it's just I'm not judging it. That's great. I just haven't been given a handshake in probably six years. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, I have a solution for you. Okay, you should get other than the double latex. Yeah, love. Okay, I'm going with guilty. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with guilty too. <laughs> okay, Billy, what's on the stand for All you? right. You know what? Mine actually relates to what you were uh, talking about because I was in Vegas this weekend. I'm going to put Vegas on the stand. Oh. But I'm going to put Vegas on the stand in a different way because I think Vegas more than two nights is absolutely soul crushing. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but also Vegas, it's like it never happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it never happened. It's like I've been there ten times and I don't remember any of it. Not a moment, not one. Not a Actually, I remember a couple really funny moments from Vegas with like you. 
Um, See, I don't even remember when we've you, been to Vegas together. We have. When we, we saw the 1975. Um, Barely remember that. We were in that whole group with all those old dudes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our friends were there, too. It was so weird. Yeah. The, it, the only times I remember Vegas is when I've won a lot of money. So I, the one we time didn't want any that money. sticks out in my head is when I went and I ended up at a high rollers table playing mm. blackjack and I won $6,500. Wow. That's fucking awesome. That's huge. And then the other, other time I remember is because it was three weeks ago and it was because I won two grand. It's fresh in your Ooh. memory. All right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, it's just the, the monetary aspect of it really sticks in my mind. Yeah. So Vegas though. Vegas is on the stand or Vegas... You're, you're always... I'm always tricky with it. I yes. know, because I don't like to, Because you, know, you put out things you don't really know what, we, what you Are you scared feel. that Vegas is never going to like give you ad revenue if you talk shit on it? No. By the uh, way, Vegas is a, a wonderful destination. Please buy, <laughs> please buy ads on the first degree. No, that wasn't a concern of mine. <laughs> but, I, um, but, I love Vegas, but I, I do um, agree that it, you two, never two need to be there for more than two nights. Yeah. Ever. We're going, me and Jack are going in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for two right. nights. Perfect amount. Perfect, Perfect amount. amount. So, but Vegas for three nights. Wait, there's so much stuff to do. There's guilty. No, there's there is Only there if is you a go lot to off do. Off the strip and there start a- to go rogue and like go shoot guns and shit. But on the strip, you go to a club, you go to a couple dinners, you gamble. What else is there? Well, you can go. You go downtown too. You can, and then you go to, to you go downtown to gamble or go to a club. Well, or no, go no, to no. Dinner. You're talking. About, you're talking about downtown Vegas, which is actually fucking cool, like yeah. Fremont Street. Mm. It's not the strip. It's a completely different area that is. So dope. What? So dope. Are you could going... actually spend multiple nights. It's where Life is Beautiful Festival is. Oh, okay. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's really artsy. Um, lots of like retro. really cool retro yeah. bars and stuff like that. But that's the only, I mean, back to what you were saying. So you're on the stand. I'm on Vegas the stand as Vegas for more than two nights. Yes. This is, I would like to hear from our firsties if anybody has spent more than two nights in Vegas. And yes. had a good time. And had a good yes. time. Yes. Because... If you were spending more than two nights in Vegas, you were on a fuck ton of drugs. Bender. Mm-hmm. Bender. You're doing shit that you're going to fucking regret, but maybe it was great in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, and I want to hear these stories. They're shooting oxygen into your lungs to keep you awake. Mm-hmm. Like I would fall. I mean, I can't party that hard anymore. So no. I would just like. No, that. Let me tell you something. That oxygen, especially after you come into the heat, that oxygen is so amazing in those casinos. That's how they keep you going, man. Yeah. They keep you going. That and the booze. Yeah. Mm. I, miss I want to go to Vegas again. <laughs> one one and a half months. <laughs> one, two months. Whatever. All right. So Vegas for more than two <laughs> nights. Guilty. Uh, guilty for sure. You know, I've never had. I've never gone for more than two. But Jared gonna, and I were there for three nights the last time we were there. But it was chilled. Three is cool if one of them's a spa day. Yeah. You know. But I'll say guilty because like who am I to just be disagreeable? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, it's time for some true crime rewind. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's 
murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome everyone to this episode, this segment of True Crime Rewind, and we are going to talk about Princess Diana's death. Yes. Ooh. Now. So sad. I mean, it, sorry, I'm just going to jump in before we even go in. Princess Diana's death was, it was one of those moments I feel like, like it was like a 9-11 mm-hmm. moment where everybody pretty much remembers where they were when they found out about her death. Yeah, and I just, I was a little girl, and just like, it's, even then I understood that it was just a senseless fucking tragedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was paparazzi like... culture has not gotten any better over there, which is just so disheartening. No. Okay, so Princess Diana, she was known as the People's Princess. A lot of people don't know this about her. Although we do see that video of her running at, at her kid's school. You ever see that? Yeah. It's amazing. It yeah. just like shows that she was just like, I'm going to do this for my kid, and she goes to run. It, it was so great. 
So she was involved in hundreds of charities. She campaigned a lot against landmines and homelessness. In 1987, I don't know if you guys know this, but she did one of the biggest things is that there were all these myths about AIDS. Uh-huh. And oh, yeah. she was even people were even suggesting that people with AIDS be quarantined. And Diana actually visited an AIDS hospital in London or a hospital that had, that had an AIDS ward in London. And she actually shook hands with the patients that had AIDS without gloves on. Yeah. And it became a worldwide thing of, you know, it may not seem like much now, but it was monumental when it happened. And yeah. even the, the nurses said, like, if a royal who wear gloves all the time, you know, goes in there and shakes a patient hand. Anybody at a bus stop or a supermarket could do the same. So mm-hmm. she, she was awesome. Ten years after that famous day, Diana was leaving the Ritz Hotel in Paris just after midnight with her boyfriend, Dodi Fayed, and her bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, and her driver, Henri Paul. Now, they get into a Mercedes, and the paparazzi followed. Now, here, we don't really have mobile paparazzi the same way that we, you know, we have paparazzi and we see them in LA. They're, we're waiting outside of restaurants. And it's only certain ones. And you know when there's gonna, they're going to be there. The and, IV, Catch, they, and, they hang out in front of the same places. Let's be honest. Paparazzi these days only show up when the celebrity calls them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the celebrities need them. No, like celebrities can live whatever life they want to live without paparazzi following them around. Like if there are paparazzi shots following around certain celebrities they're calling them themselves and yeah. they want to be photographed yeah. yes unless by any chance somebody catches somebody out and randomly. then they have their camera with yeah. them yeah randomly so they get into the mercedes and the paparazzi are following them and they're following on mopeds and motorcycles and cars they approach the entrance to this tunnel when the driver loses control of the car and what happened was is that it strikes the right hand wall first and then it swerves to the left, and then it hits a pillar head-on at 65 miles an hour. Then it spins, and then comes to a stop. Now, some people were saying that the paparazzi contributed to the crash. Um, early on, Diana was, they said she was suffering from a concussion and a broken arm, but what killed her were massive chest in- injuries. They tried to uh, resuscitate her heart for two hours, and then she died at the hospital. Now, some media claim that the erratic behavior of paparazzi following the car contributed to the crash, like I said. But in 1999, a French investigation found that the driver was intoxicated with alcohol and prescription drugs and was solely responsible for the crash. Yeah, it's awful. But Okay, so anytime you have a beloved person die, there are always going to be theories about what happened and conspiracies. There's a lot of conspiracies about what might have happened. Well, yeah. I mean, even when everything was first happening when she died, I feel like everybody was like, there's something else. Right. That's that's at play here. Like, it wasn't just a crash. I feel like that's every famous woman, though. Like, that you dies. know, think about anything, anyone who's sort of, even in American culture, like Anna Nicole Smith. Like, she was sort of having this very public, like sort of unraveling and the paparazzi were you know what I mean and then she died under mysterious circumstances or so the media painted it or you know what I mean so it's sort of like everything's bolstered in the media if like a woman of note dies yeah in any way that's not just like straightforward right now this is fueled by the fact that Diana actually wrote a letter to her butler saying that her husband was planning an accident in my car brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the clear path to marry another woman, not even Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, he's the worst. Dude, fuck him. Honestly, like, it's a monarchy, so they can't, like, fire him. But 
that dude is Jeffrey Epstein's homie. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. It's, it's Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. But Andrew. like, <laughs> honestly, he probably is too. Let's be fair. Sorry, I get all all those monarchs. Messed well, up. Prince Andrew was the one that's been uh, photographed with yes. Glenn and uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and oh, on well, some Charles flights. was for sure there. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> Allegedly, Allegedly, probably. Allegedly, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Now, um, Dodie's father, who is a a rich guy, he owns Harrods. Dodie is Diana's boyfriend. Diana's boyfriend. That died in the crash. That died in the crash. Said Diana was killed and my son was killed and believed they were murdered. uh, Because that um, also, he said that the night that she died, Diana called and told him that she was pregnant. But blood tests were done at the scene. Apparently, she wasn't pregnant. But But he says... Here's the thing, too. Exactly. It's like looking back on things uh, retroactively, like we know how easy it is for things to be covered up these days. Very easy. You know, now with the Internet, it's like you see the shit happening right before your eyes and people are covering up shit every day. And you're like, oh, there it goes. And oh, knew that. But the government's squashing it or whatever it is. So it's like looking back on this kind of stuff. And I was like researching some of this. It's like. It would have been so easy to mm-hmm. just say that she wasn't pregnant. It would have been so easy to like cover it up this and that way. Like, obviously you would have. Like, you got to cover your ass if you're the monarchy, so yeah. they think. Yeah. No, the truth is something. I mean, everybody should take everything with a grain of salt unless they see something happen themselves. With their own eyes. Because literally, like, Billy and I are work. Uh, one of the things we're doing from for Unraveled is examining like forensic scientist experts and shit who testify. And like, that's all bullshit science, by the way. Like there's no testing or, or proof that any of it is real. Well, some of, some of it's good and some of it's DNA good. Mm -hmm. Everything else bad. (laughs) Even fingerprints guys, even fingerprints. Really? I still think most fingerprints are good. Most, unless you're really unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get into this some other time. Yes. <laughs> you're flustered. Unless you're super unlucky. Yeah. Is that good if your life is on the line? Like, probably it's fine. So, <laughs> you know, you can believe what you want to believe. She was, so, but this is what happens when you're so beloved, people are going to want to think that something else was behind it. Now, remember we said how many people watched the wedding? Yeah. Which was 1 billion. 2.5 billion watched her funeral. Holy shit. Well, Yeah. People love train wrecks. They don't. They don't want to see joy. Not everyone can watch a fairy tale, but everyone can watch a, a train wreck. Everybody can ro- watch a tragedy. That's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. Wow, two point five billion people. Nuts. That is a lot of people. Hella yes. people. Wait, was there any hella dirty hands in that group? <laughs> yeah. Was there any other good conspiracy theories? Do we go go there, over them? You know what? There was one. Um, of the SAS uh, saying that they, or the M6, the, the MI6, saying that they shined a light into the driver's face, and then the driver uh, created an act, you know, committed an accident. By right. That, they basically, was, yeah, like distracted him so he would like get into the accident. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, people are gonna pull shit out of every which way. Sure. But also, I don't believe any of it, and I believe all of it at the same time. Same. You know, it can't rule anything out can't rule without any- proof or in. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the ambigu it'll be just ambiguous forever. Forever. Yeah. And that was incredibly horrible. But we're going to hear now from the most horrible things that all of you people have done. <laughs> Next. 
I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French. And it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten. And I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Aloe Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Aloe Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to Aloe Moves com and use code FIRST for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code FIRST, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code FIRST. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? All right, you horrible people. Before we get into the worst things that our two special selected people have done that we're sharing with you this week, we want to remind you to call us and leave us a message. Tell us the worst thing you've ever done. Our phone number for doing just that is 323-539-3516. It'll ask you for your name. That's not something we ever hear. I don't know why they even ask. I don't even, people are like, oh, it asks for the name first, and but we don't hear that. Make up a fake name. Mm-hmm. Make up a fake name. Just ignore it. Nothing uh, bad will happen. It'll just move on, and you can start telling us your deepest sins. Yes. But anyways, let's start with our first, shall we? Shall we? Hi. So my worst thing I've ever done story was at camp, so it felt like the right time to call it in. So um, I was a big theater nerd. I was not cool in high school, but every summer I went to arts camp, and whenever I got there, it was like, oh, I'm like one of the cool people here. So I was like, boys, 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 because no one at home ever looked at me. But the summer between junior and senior year in high school, I went back to camp, and I had a terrible boyfriend back at home. Um, he treated his mom terribly, which is always a red flag. It was just like a mean dude. But I dated him at home because, like, no one had ever pursued me like that. 
So before I left for camp, I tried to break up with him because I was like, you're kind of mean and I'm going to camp and like internally I'm like, well, there's always toys there that I like. So I tried to break up with him and he sort of brushed it off and was like, we'll talk about it when you get back. So halfway through the summer, I met a boy and we fell in love and we really liked each other. If I was like, okay, I have to call my boyfriend from home and break up with him. And we didn't get cell phones at camp. Um, so I like snuck my cell phone like out of secret place they were hidden in the cabin. I had like two minutes. I called him and he was like, I can't talk right now. And I was like, I just, I have to break up with you. And it was like really quick and I felt much better, but I found out later that he was on his way to a funeral. And uh, I still feel bad to this day about the way that went down. Um, and yeah, I think it's probably the worst thing I've ever done. Okay, listen, you're not a cheater. So no. at least you were like, I'm gonna, du- I'm doing this. Because mm-hmm. the only thing worse than getting dumped on the way to a funeral is getting cheated on on the way to a funeral. Also, let's not, let us not forget that this was his fault. Yes. Because he didn't let her break up with him. Mm-hmm. So it's not her fault that the time that she finally could was when he was on his way to a funeral. Like if he would have just accepted his fate, it would have happened when he there's, was just hanging out at his uh, house yeah. playing the video death. games. There's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. The not death. only that, there's nothing wrong with that. It would, he would have been so sad about the breakup. And that when the death came, <laughs> It would have really put things in perspective for him. Yeah. And he would have been like, I don't even like her to begin with. Yeah. Well, death and life is so fleeting. Yeah. You know, it's, I should not harp on this. Yes. yes. It'll just remind me of my priorities. So you know what? He should have accepted the dump prior to you going to camp, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't put somebody on pause, especially when he, and he knew, he knew like. Oh, he know. totally knew. And he's like. <laughs> Uh, no, if I, if I like let her free right now, yeah. camp's going to be a free for all. I can't have that. Yeah. And yep. I guarantee she would come back and then he'd be like, oh, I met somebody over the summer too. That's what it would no, have happened. It That's doesn't it. sound like that at all. And then he was mean to his mom. So bottom line is he wasn't worth yeah, it. So we are, flag. we are absolving you. Of your sense. Two girls and one goth are absolving you of this being a horrible thing. Yeah, this you're actually totally a fine. good person. You're a good person. You, you tried to be a good person. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. Now tell us the real bad thing that you did. Yeah. yeah. This that was back bad. with the bad thing. But this was pretty good. No, this was great. All right. On to our second worst thing. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Hey, guys. So the worst thing I ever did, well, me and my sister were twins. We're identical twins. And we had gotten our license, and it was time for us to re-up or renew our license. And we live in California. It was, I don't know, I guess a couple years, five, six years ago now. And all our life we've, we've been told, oh, you guys are twins. Do you ever pull any fun pranks? And the only thing we ever did was like in third grade, we switched seats and got caught. So we never, ever did it again. Uh, we decided that because, you know, we had an opportunity, we had an opportunity in front of us and we went to the DMV and it was a very, very small town, little DMV, waited in line and we decided we were going to switch photos with each other for our pictures and we thought that was going to be a good prank. So we didn't know that when you renewed your license, you had to um, take the test for each other. So we're taking the test just staring at each other like, you better pass this because I want a license afterwards. And then we pass, we take the photo, and that year they decided 
California, the state of California decided, oh, we're going to do fingerprints when everyone does their license. And so the woman had taken our photos already. We passed the test, and she says, Allison, put your your fingerprint here. And my name's Caitlin. So I put my finger on the dang fingerprint scanner, scanned my fingerprint onto Allison's ID, and she does the same thing for mine. And we walk out of this DMV just freaking out. Well, at least I was freaking out saying that, you know, we've done a felony we are going to get caught. It's going to be terrible. And um, a couple of weeks later, when we got our license in the mail, we called the DMV and we had told them, hey, you know, we think this problem happened. You guys have switched our photos on our license, but it's no big deal to us. We just wanted you to be aware in case it needed to be fixed. And they said, yeah, come on down. You know, it's it's all good. We'll fix it. We make the drive back to the DMV. We get there. and. The woman is going through our, our license, and she's like, oh, yeah, you two do look very similar, but this shouldn't have happened. And then when it got to the fingerprint portion, this woman is so upset. She exclaims, oh, my gosh, she's even mixed up your fingerprints. How has this happened? And we just played it off like it had just been a common mistake in, in our life, and it was it was pretty funny. I often think about what I would do if I had a twin. It'd be so much worse. God, but I, I mean, also, I, I think this is so, like, wholesome, good fun. Is is it? Like, it's a felony, but it's like identity a, theft. It's a wholesome felony. Yeah, especially yeah. post 9-11, too. I mean, messing, oh, yeah. messing around the, the, at the DMV post 9-11 is, is, that's not good. Like, I what, think it's hysterical. But, what kind of trouble could you get? Like, if somebody wanted to get them in trouble, what would happen? They would just find them and be like, this is stupid. I bet Because like, there's no crime. There's no, no victim. I, be, I bet there's probably like a... A fine. Fa- I, bet it, I bet there's a minimum penalty, but they wouldn't get it. I bet it's probably like three years or five years. <gasps> yeah. But could no, you imagine that even f- being on the table? Not for jail. Sure. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah, but no. I'm sure that's the minimum, but it wouldn't happen. I'm, I know. I'm just, just saying that. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. No, it's probably like you get uh, probation and a fine. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even press charges. They'd just be like dumb kids. I kind of love it, though. I love it. I think it's a wholesome felony. It is. Like, you're, like, just testing your boundaries. It sounds just spot on for a set of twins. Well, the problem begins sure. if one of them... Gets DUI. Murder somebody. Yeah. Murder somebody. Yes. <laughs> and a fingerprint is left at the scene of the crime. Well, the thing is with twins, it's like you got to have a lot of trust. You have the same DNA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no, literally, you same. could actually, but at that point, she identical, could frame, identical twins have the could, same DNA. Yes. She could literally frame her twin for murder. Yes. yes. Because even if she left blood at the scene or whatever, DNA, fucking put your fingerprints everywhere. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints. Go to a, just Ooh. escape the country. Go live in Belize. You got access to a hairbrush. Mm-hmm. Go take a clump of hair. Throw that yeah. in the scene. No, mm-hmm. you're screwed. So I'm I'm really glad that I hope you guys are really close. Sounds like they are. Good uh, for you, Allison. And but Caitlin. you know, but the things that you could do, and also people are so shitty uh-huh. to their s- twins sometimes that yeah. like that could happen. It, listen, you don't know it what's going to happen five years, ten years down the road. Yeah, so you don't know something. Sh- something bad could have happened. Yeah. Nothing bad happened, Allison and Caitlin. Go. <laughs> it sounds like you guys have a great relationship and are on the same page. Um, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and uh, I want to hear about your next twin prank. I think it's time. You said yes. five, six years ago. I think you guys are due. Yeah. Yes. Can't wait for it. Don't pretty loss. All right. Well, Alexis. Is it time? It's time. 
It's time for the Costanza right. stanza. I don't love this poem. Okay. But here we but are. But you know what? The ones that you don't love are the ones that I love the most. Okay. It's called George Got Small in the Hamptons. It's about <laughs> shrinkage. <laughs> my suit fell down and my life ended. Is it karma for all of my wrongs? She laughed. She pointed. She told her friends and compared it to larger dongs. <laughs> she never called me again. Doesn't want to be friends. She wants a dick the size of Kong's. Shrinkage, shrinkage won that day. But what do you say? If I stretch it, it looks kind of long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. Really? And honestly, like, I have a visual. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know how people would do that thing? I don't want this, but they'd stretch their dick over their wrist. Yeah. To, like, be like, what time is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, the also, wrist that watch. was, like, sexual assault, by the <laughs> way, in high school. But anyways. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. That was the mm-hmm. inspiration. So, thank you for listening <laughs> to, to this. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.